Before we begin, I would like to invite our listeners to a series of workshops starting in January and going through April designed to enhance your healing practice, learn effective self-healing techniques, and teach you how to do Akashic dowsing for yourself. We're calling it the Winter Workshop Extravaganza, and the only thing we're missing is you. Each workshop will be conducted via Zoom, and all participants will receive specially designed workshop materials, live instruction, and plenty of time for individual practice and feedback. Please visit vitalbioenergetics.com and click on the Workshops tab for our list of available workshops. Each workshop has its own dedicated webpage and a two-minute video introduction telling you all about it. I can't wait to see you there. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today I'm here with Jamie Westrom. And today is our gratitude for 2022. And before we get started with that, just a quick programming note. For January 2023, we are going to take a month off of new episodes airing for High Vibes. So the first episode for 2023 will be the first Monday in February instead of the first Monday in January. We've basically been going nonstop new episodes every Monday for 18 months. And it was time for a little bit of a break for us to recharge, revision, and get that those creative juices flowing. So just remember, if there's no, if you don't get any new episodes in January, don't worry. We're not going off the air or anything like that. We're just taking a one-month hiatus and then we'll be right back. So back to today's show. Today's show, we're talking about things we're grateful for for 2022 and things we are looking forward to in 2023. So Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. Nice to be here with you. So you said you, before the show, you said you wrote down a couple of things that you were grateful for or, or looking forward for 2023. So let's get started with item number one and let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about it and, you know, the first thing that always comes to mind is your family, right? I'm like, that's what I'm most grateful for. Like my son and my partner and my parents and my brother. And, but that seems kind of cliche. So I was, you know, trying to go beyond the obvious. Um, and something actually really amazing happened in our family this past week. And it, it started with a yard sale. I don't know about you, but I like occasionally going to a yard sale and poking around and looking for treasures. Cause I feel like it's like treasure hunting. So our neighbors had a yard sale and they were just a couple houses down and we walked over and they had some like nice, Christmas garland, which I didn't have any yet for my house. So I got some Christmas garland. And as I was um, paying the lady at the house for the the garland, uh, this little boy comes out of the house and he is trying to hawk his video games to a gentleman that's at the yard sale. 
And I looked at the woman and I said, do you, you have a son? And she said, yes. And I said, do you live here? And she said, yes, we just moved here from Louisiana. As it turns out, there's been another 12 year old boy in our neighborhood, unbeknownst to us since August, just a couple doors down. So we've had a very hard time um, finding friends for my son because we, you know, like you guys did three years of homeschooling. Um, we lived in a neighborhood with, you know, basically retired people down here in Florida, no children except for him and 300 units. And um, then we finally moved to a neighborhood into a house and we were really excited that there might be kids in the neighborhood and then we hadn't found any yet. So Car my son's name is Carver and the boy across the street, his name is Chance and they got to meet last Friday um, for the first time and they just hit it off really, really well. Um, spent a couple hours, you know, at his house, at our house, uh, and his parents are lovely. So we were actually walking home after, you know, having watched Chance home after them having some time to play together. And my son said to me, you know, I really only thought this type of thing happened in cartoons, like in Charlie Brown. I thought, I didn't know, like kids could really like be friends with kids in the neighborhood and run around and play with them. And I never thought this was going to happen to me. I mean, so sad, <laughs> but so wonderful at the same time now that they've found each other. And uh, Chance coming from Louisiana was worried he wasn't going to have any friends here. And um, so, yeah, so I'm super, super grateful for that. Oh, you know, my son is 14 and we homeschool him he's basically been homeschooled since kindergarten. So he's never even stepped foot into a, uh, into a uh, uh, public school in his entire life. And even though our neighborhood has a lot of kids, all these kids all go to the same school together. So they all kind of hang out at the, at the school together and they are in sports together and whatever. And my son's not really into sports. So basically my son never leaves the house. <laughs> and so uh, he has a couple of friends who are local who come over to the house and we have play dates and what, that kind of sort of thing. But we have nobody in the neighborhood that he that he hangs out with. So it's so I think that's so wonderful that you are able to do that. Now, it's not to say that my son doesn't have friends. And this is something I am grateful for. My son's online friends, because my son's online friend, friends give him an incredible tapestry of cultures around the world. And it's not like he, they, they're online and they're talking about, you know, the differences between Bulgaria and the United States. It's just that they understand that these are just kids. They're just boys who love to play video games together. So he's got friends in Bulgaria. He's got friends in Bosnia, Herzegovina. He's got friends in Canada. And, and also he's got some friends from all around the United States. And so that's something I'm really grateful for. Um, and when you were talking about treasure hunting, here's something else I'm really, really grateful for. Because just the other day, I was working on at the American Society of Dowsers headquarters. And I'm doing the year-end inventory count for their online bookstore, which you should check out, by the way, at dowsers.org. It's pretty cool. But anyway... This house is vast that the headquarters is located in, and it's just 
filled with these incredible artifacts from dowsers who have been doing it forever and many of them have passed away. And so a lot of people don't even know what's up there. And when I was up in one of the attic spaces, and because I was looking around the place to see what was there, I saw this solid gold Korean I Ching um, dowsing chart that apparently was a gift from the Korean dowsers at one of our conventions some time back. And that's the kind of treasures that we're finding. So one of the things that we're doing at the with the dowsers is we're when we finish this whole reorganization and archive project that we're doing right now, we're going to be turning it into a museum and so to make the headquarters a, a, a place of pilgrimage for people who do dowsing, whether it's Akashic dowsing or water dowsing or any other kind of dowsing that you're doing. And so we're so stoked to be part of that uh, rebirth of the treasures that are that have been basically laying forgotten for decades um, due to just neglect and or just or just people just forgetting that they're there and just waiting for someone to come in there and look at it and find it and say, wow, this is like really, really cool stuff that that people spent years and years researching. But, you know, then the, the researcher passed away and then they give all that stuff over to the dowsers and, the, you know, the person receiving it wasn't quite sure what to do with it. So it just ended up in a room someplace. And then to uncover that and then do the research and learn how to use those tools because there's so many tools out there for dowsing that make this field so, so fascinating. That's really fun. That's, that's very exciting that you get to be part of that process. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> well, I'm going to come okay. treasure hunt in the dowser uh, headquarters. Well, it, 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 it comes with its fair share of drama, <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that we're going to be working. It, this is not a six-month project or even a, a two-year project. This is going to take at least two, three years in order to sort off, sort out everything that's there to really get an idea. And we're going to make the entire archive searchable online. That's that's our eventual goal, to make the entire archive available searchable online. So that way, anyone who wants to do research on some obscure form of dowsing that somebody uh, developed or um, published a, a, a paper or a book on years and years ago, you'll be able to find it on the, uh, the dowsers.org website. Um, I mean, you can't do that yet, but you will definitely be able to do that in the future. That's amazing. That's going to be such a great gift to uh, humanity, really, because there's so much that people can learn um, from dowsing. And, and it's been a, you know, not a very popular art or it's not been widespread yet. Yeah, well, um, it is. It's it's been around for a very long time. I mean, dowsing itself has been around for thousands of years. And the American Society of Dowsers has been around since 1961. So that's how far back the records go. And we also have journals and articles written by dowsing societies from all over the world because they just 
you know, one day we, you know, we get a, a box full of journals from the German dowsers or the, the, the ones in uh, England or the ones in, um, in Copenhagen and Korea and, you know, all these places. And they're all written in the native language. And we, we don't speak this native language. So we have to get translators in there to figure out what the heck we even got. And that's part of the excitement of it because you never know, you know, when I, when I've done my own dowsing research, I've found, and that's the exciting part about it is you find how so much of what you just get from the Akashic records, or you get downloaded to you as you're doing your work, how much it is in line with downloads and dowsings and, and that people have done in the past. And that's, I think that is incredible validation of the work that we do and the accuracy of what it does. Absolutely. So, so this brings up another thing that I'm grateful for, if you want me to segue. Absolutely. Um, so one, I've been collaborating with a lot of, um, you know, several of my colleagues lately, you included, and I've been really grateful for those partnerships and friendships and from being able to learn from one another. So, um, you know, we've been doing the podcast and the Vital Bioenergetics, and we've done two shows now together. Yeah. And then uh, I reconnected with Shelly Darling, who is a fantastic dowser. Um, she's written a book. She should be on the podcast actually at some point in the new year, but we've been doing some collaborative dowsing work, which has been fascinating because, you know, learning new techniques and finding some little treasures there. And then today I, um, actually it was Shelly that connected me with this woman. This is all coming full circle. So I went to the Dowser conference with you. I ran into Shelly there and then we reconnected and then Shelly, um, just introduced me to a doctor that she was following. She was going to visit this woman in Oregon and they developed a friendship. And then the woman decides she's moving to Sarasota. So this, uh, Dr. Caroline Peterson, who's a fantastic, uh, healer in her own right. Um, I got to meet her today and we're doing some collaboration stuff together. I, I want to just talk about this for a minute because it was so unusual. Many of us in the natural health world, we don't go see traditional practitioners. We, we go to acupuncturists and chiropractors and, you know, nutritionists, energy healers, Reiki practitioners, whatever, you name it, Akashic dowsers. So, <laughs> but this particular doctor is a doctor that is open to, or very entrenched in the energy medicine field. And so I had like a half traditional appointment and half energy healing from this doctor. And it was so fun to see how she incorporated her Western medicine world with the world of, of energy work. And I had asked her to kind of focus on my head. I've had some several brain traumas. She started working on my head and typically and there's a sensation I get when my guides come in and start to work with me and my, the guides I have are native American chiefs. And it's a very like earthy feeling. And my hands kind of feel like big Indian man hands. And there are certain sensations that I get, but I was not getting any of that, but I could tell there was this other energy coming in and working. And she really hadn't 
verbalized to me that she did energy work. You know, she just said she was going to do some cranial sacral work on my head. But all of a sudden I see like these angels coming in and the lights are like purple and golden. And I could almost see like a cord directly to the Godhead. And so partway through the session, I finally start talking to her again, because I was just kind of enjoying what was going on in my mind. And, and I said, you know, I really feel like you're, I'm seeing your guides and that they are angelic. And I feel like there's a connection to like, you know, the heavenly realms. And she said, oh yeah, well, I, I work with um, Archangel Michael and Gabriel and Uriel and Raphael, and that's who's here. (laughs) So it was, it was just fun to be working with somebody on that kind of level. And then for her to validate what I was seeing and experiencing. Um, and I've just been feeling, you can probably hear it in my chattiness. Um, I've just been really buzzy since this morning, since I had this session, um, with her. So, well, one thing, uh, I'm very, uh, grateful for, for this past year have been the, the incredible guests that I've had on high vibes. If, you, if you're listening for the first time, uh, and I, I hope you're not listening for the first time. I hope you're listening to this as kind of your year-end sum up because you've enjo- been enjoying the previous episodes of the show, um, especially starting in about June all the way up through December. I've met some incredible healers who have been happy to have on the show. I mean, of course you're incredible as well, but you know, the, cause you've been on the show several times. So you're, you're included in this as well, but I've had some incredible experiences with, um, with these healer people who some of them are, were relatively new to the business. Some of them have been doing this, this, this work for decades and the, they brought such a breadth of knowledge and wisdom to share with the audience. And I mean, it's starting to show in the numbers as well, because, you know, we just celebrated our 1000th download. This episode's going to be episode number 80. So we have 80 episodes. So if you haven't had a chance to binge the episodes, please do. Um, If you're going on any long drives for the holidays or uh, you know, or you just get snowed in, you know, us in, in Vermont, we're always used to getting snowed in. So if you're getting snowed in, you just need something to listen to, just throw it on your favorite podcast and just listen in, and just listen in on the incredible people that we've had on the show. And we're looking forward to so many more incredible people that we're going to be bringing on to the show in 2023. I'm not going to tell you who's coming on yet, You'll have to wait to, for those to actually happen, but uh, I, we're really, I'm really stoked about the the guests that we're going to be having. You're talking about storms up in Vermont. We just had a huge storm here. <laughs> we had a uh, Hurricane Ian come through, and um, I think a lot of us that have been in Florida for a while, you know, they always the weather seems to always hype up these storms, and then nothing really happens, and. Um, I think some of us got a little uh, lazy with our preparations this time around or and didn't even leave like maybe we should have. And um, the, the town I live in um, got pretty much a direct hit from this storm that was 
basically category five when it hit us. And um, there's been a ton of devastation in my town, but um, we've really been seeing people rally around each other and help each other and support one another. Um, and that's what tragedy can do sometimes is bring people together. And my house fortunately was um, spared. I'm not quite sure how, cause there's like the neighborhood next to me, pretty much every house has to be gutted. Um, the water came up so high and got into people's houses, but it's, it's been very heartwarming to see everybody, you know, kind of out working together in their yards and clearing trees and debris and, and rebuilding together and how quickly um, some of it's gotten done is, is pretty amazing. Um, but we have one particular building um, in the town north of us. It's our theater. Uh, my son does some classes there and he has really enjoyed um, being a part of the theater. And it's just a really important part of our community. And the entire second floor of this theater, which is this very old building, got completely destroyed. I mean, the, the second story is gone. So there's been a huge effort in our town to kind of just help rally around this theater. And we've been selling little Christmas ornaments that my boyfriend's been laser cutting and um, it's, they say Venice theater on them and they have the motto around the outside. They're really gorgeous, but we've already managed to raise like just a few hundred dollars from our own family with my son selling these little wooden ornaments. And it feels really nice to um, be able to give back to my community. And I'm grateful to be in a place where I'm able to do that. Is there some place online where people can purchase these uh, Christmas ornaments? Yeah, actually, they you can actually just Venmo Venmo my name and put your address in the field. Let's see, it's like at sign Jamie hyphen Westrom, and you just Venmo twenty five dollars and put your address in, and you can request a Venice theater uh, ornament. And we also have biofield resonator ornaments, which are gorgeous that we are laser cut out of wood. So if you want one that's an energy healer ornament instead of the theater one, you could get one of those too. And the money's, the money will go to the theater and rebuilding. They, they need like $4 million. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm doing is just a little drop in the bucket, but I figure, if you know, enough people help, then they're going to reach their goals. And yeah, I noticed that kind of outpouring happening when I was I was living in New Jersey at the time that her, uh, Superstorm Sandy hit, and uh, the devastation with that was uh, uh, incredible because that that made a direct hit at New York City, and so to see everybody, you know, people assume that when disaster strikes, that's when the people circle the wagons and they start guarding their homes with the shotguns and whatever it's going to be, you know, Armageddon. And that's just not been my experience with humans. Uh, my experience with humanity is that when disaster hits and there is true need and true scarcity, that that's when the best of us uh, the best of humanity shows itself that people are, they, they go out of their way to 
help somebody rebuild their home or somebody's lost everything and or they're not adequately insured that they're that people are you know they raise money to help people you know get back on their feet and i've seen this happen time and time again and so it's an incredibly humbling thing to watch but it's mm-hmm. also if you are in the middle of that you can also you know you, you just feel that and and understand that that is that is actually the natural state of humanity is to be generous and to be loving towards one another and and some and unfortunately it does sometimes takes a disaster to bring that out in people to get them out of their rut or get out of their selfishness where they see that wait a second I'm I'm part of a a village I'm part of a community I it's it's time for me to step up. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to for next year? Oh man, I should probably have a goal list set already, right? You know what? I did buy a calendar for myself at the bookstore the other day and it's a paper calendar, which I haven't used one of those in a little while, but the digital one is just not doing it for me. The whatever's in my phone, I don't like interacting with that thing. But so I found a paper calendar and it's beautiful. But I specifically picked it now that we're talking about this, um, about gratitude, because it has like a little column on each week that where you list the things that you're grateful for. So there's like on one side, you can put your shopping list, what you need to get from the grocery store. And the other side is your gratitude list. And um, I think gratitude is something that uh, is important to be, uh, it's really important to be in a state of gratitude you know, make that part of your regular routine. Um, because I think that's how you show appreciation for, you know, what you have. And then that's also a channel of, um, which you can continue being prosperous in that, whatever it is you're feeling grateful for. Like I'm grateful for my, um, relationship with my son. And the more I focus on that, the more I focus on my relationship with him and the, you know, our relationship continues to flourish and grow and, be wonderful. Having a list of things that you're grateful for keep you in the moment as well. Yes, absolutely. In the present moment, not thinking about things that you've lost or things that you need in the future. Absolutely. And that's where we're supposed to be is in the present moment. Yeah. And, and, and things to look forward to in in the next year is can't, is not to be confused with resolutions or things that I'm planning, things I think is going to happen or, or, or goals, because when you're living in your goals, you're living in the future. You're not in the present anymore. And so the goal here is to be present, take each day, one day at a time. You know, you know, we were talking about this, um, this archive project. If you, if anybody walking into the, um, the Dowser's headquarters and sees these boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff, instantly they get overwhelmed with the amount of paper and the amount of stuff that's there. And so it's so important for anybody who's involved in any kind of project, whether it's a project like that or a, or just cleaning out your attic, you know, going up there and, or your garage or, or, or just be present enough and say, okay, my garage is Pack to the gills where you can't even walk in there. All right, I'm going to begin with one box and I'm going to 
make sure that everything that that's in that box is whether it's things that I want or things I want to get rid of, and then be in that moment and and have gratitude for that item coming into your life, and then be just as gratitude grateful that you are now able to let it go. And you live each day in the coming years. And that's so that's a, a challenge I want to bring out to everybody who's listening to the podcast here in be grateful for every moment that you are alive right now and dedicate your now moment to being consciously aware of what is being in your body, being a being in your body and not wasting your time worrying about things that have happened in the past and worrying about things that are going to happen in the future. Just be here right now and use that time to clear out whatever it is that is blocking you, all those blocking energies, blocking memories, blocking boxes in your garage, preventing you from getting your car in there and just work on clearing, clearing it out freeing your mind, freeing your space, and finding new ways to organize and keep what you want to keep and let everything else go. That's absolutely fantastic advice. So yeah, what am I looking forward to the next year? If I don't have to set goals, Bill, um, you know, definitely some more travel coming up. For me, I was able to do a ton of traveling this year, which has been unusual. Typically, I get away once or twice a year. In this past year, I think I was out of town maybe seven times. And I'm just hoping to see more of that next year. Oh, yes. I am definitely looking forward to more travel next year as well. Uh, we're, I'm Hopefully, we're going to see each other in April. We're definitely going to see each other over in in June for the Dowsers convention. And we're also going to, uh, and maybe again at the the Natural Living Expo again, uh, uh, the following November. But that's just, those are just three things. Um, There are going to be, uh, I'm gonna be doing more live events. I'm looking forward to the winter workshop extravaganza coming up in uh, this, this winter. And also I'm going to be doing more live workshops and just taking it on tour, basically holding office hours in various locations throughout New England. And I'm looking forward to that as well. Now, I had great plans in 2022 and they all got shot to hell when the when the uh when COVID came along. So you always have to be ready to pivot when things change, which is why it's so important to live in the moment. But right now, I don't see any reason why not. So I'm looking forward to seeing those things change, seeing these wonderful things come to fruition and as we continue to heal, grow, and clear. I hope we just have some good surprises too. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you know, COVID wasn't a pleasant surprise, but it was a good <laughs> surprise in that it was a teachable moment or at least a learning thing. It was a learning moment. So Jamie, thank you so much for being uh, the guest here on the last podcast for 2022. 
Yes, it. Uh, I'm excited that I was here for the last one. So happy holidays to everyone and a happy new year. And I look forward to being back with you in uh, the end of January, beginning of February, Bill. Yeah. And thank you, everyone who's listening to the podcast. Uh, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Understand we love you very much and can't wait till next year. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.